Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mumpreneurs by mumpreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mum-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Michelle Ponfort, and I'm chatting with the lovely business strategist and funnel expert, Alison Hardy. Thank you so much for coming on, Alison. I know you have so much to share, so why don't we start with you just introducing yourself and telling us what you're all about. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for having me, Michelle. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. So yeah, like Michelle said, my name is Allison Hardy. I live in Arlington, Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, DC. I have two kids. Camden is eight and Nora is four. And I've been married to my husband here. Oh, for 13 years now. Yeah. 13 years. We've been together since we were 19. Um, and what I do is I help busy mom entrepreneurs stay in those part-time hours while still growing their business. And the way we do that is through selling more of their course or their membership site through an email funnel. And the reason why I landed on that was because I was my ideal client. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I saw the writing on the wall one day and I had a really fussy newborn. Nora was a really hard baby. Camden had been a solo kid for five years and all of a sudden was like, oh my gosh, what is happening to my world? And I had a lot of life happening and I need to show up for life. Like as moms, we need to show up for life. Like you can't avoid it. So I was like, what needs to happen in order to continue to grow my family or and continue to grow my business while not working more hours. And so I was like, okay, like, let's find, let's find the course. Let's find the membership site. Let's find the coach who can help me do this. And I didn't want a done for you option. I wanted to actually learn it. So I was like, funnels make sense. And I couldn't find anything. I like was like, I can't find anything that will like teach me a funnel. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to become, I'm going to become my expert. So <laughs> I dug into different strategies I had learned. Um, I tested a bunch of stuff. And, uh, then I started to see results. And so after I saw results for a little while, people started asking me, how are you doing this? And so I developed my own system, uh, my own like framework. And now I run my clients through it. That's so awesome. I really think you're like the embodiment of that expression that it's, you know, mother of necessity, you <laughs> invention is the mother of necessity. You very much have that back up against the wall, have to figure it out story. And I think it's something I'm sure all moms relate to but particularly when you're in that really challenging newborn phase having a difficult like life situation and a difficult business situation at the same time is just a lot and I really love how you're trying to simplify things keep that part-time kind of schedule sacred like it needs to be um I would love to hear a little bit more around like how you got the sort of strategies in place for your own business and how you've been supporting other moms like how does it work what are you doing you mentioned email funnels that sounds very complicated I'm sure to a lot of people like what is it yeah so an email funnel essentially all it is is a launch that runs in the background of your business so the point of an email funnel is to bring a stranger on the internet to a client and so you do that through a series of emails that get dripped out over a period of time that you decide and so what those emails do is they bring your your lead, that person on your email list is a lead through a process. You deliver value, you help them to see some wins, you help them to understand the bigger picture here and why this is important. And then you say, hey, if you'd like to go faster, quicker, 
less stressful, you know, whatever the thing is that you sell, like what's the promise there? I have this program that can help you do that. So we'll take the concepts that you learned and we'll supercharge them. We'll get them done faster. We'll get them done without you stressing out about it. And that's all it is. It's all it is. It sounds really complicated, but mm-hmm. it's a simple invitation for people to join you in your program. Now, the strategy that I've developed does sound complicated and I will own that. It's not. Um, <laughs> what I'm a fan of is one of the biggest objections I had when I was first starting writing my funnels and my clients had was, I don't want to be like a, you know, we've all been in the bad funnel. We've all had mm-hmm. like the random emails pop up and we're like, what is this? what is this? And it makes you feel weird. Uh, you don't really think highly of the other person. Like, it's just not, you're like, I don't really like this. It doesn't feel good. So you don't want to be that person in someone's inbox. So what I've developed is a habit-based funnel. So what happens is when someone does something inside of the funnel, it qualifies them for the pitch. So they're Mm. removed from that sequence, that funnel, and then put into the pitch sequence. So you're never pitching to someone who doesn't have the pain point your program solves. You're never pitching to someone who may have the pain point, but doesn't want to solve it. We see that a lot. And you're never pitching to someone who doesn't actually know about the program. So the funnel is not like an educational component. It's strictly in an invitation for you to join the program. Mm, That's so interesting. It's kind of like how to get your nurturing process, your like no like trust piece together and then also feed it into. So it's like multiple funnels kind of working at once, but inviting people at the time they're ready to jump kind of to the next step. I, I really like that. Yeah, I'm so curious because yeah. it sounds like this works super well for a program you already have that's been running, that's tested. When is the right time to bring something like this into your business? Yeah. So it is like, oh, let's own it. It is a lot of work to set up. It takes some time. So I do recommend that it is for you if you have a course or a membership. Those are kind of like my two things that I really focus on selling more of with my clients. Um, but you can have a funnel for any like proven offer. So if you're like experimenting with offers, I would not do a funnel yet because it's going to do, you're going to have a lot of work that goes into it. And funnels work really well and they're a lot easier to write when you've had some success with maybe like a live launch. So maybe you did like a founders member launch, you wrote some emails for that. You can see that data that you've gotten from that launch and then put it into the funnel, tweak it obviously to make it perform better for you. But yeah, I do recommend you set up a funnel where you have a proven thing that you know that you actually really love and want to sell more of. Mm. I think that's really good advice because it can be so tempting when you hear about these, you know, automations and funnels and all of this stuff that sounds great for taking things off your plate. And I think that's really good advice to wait till you've actually got something that's working before investing all that time and energy and, and probably like money in doing it right the first time in a program like yours to help you shortcut the trial and error process of figuring out how to get a funnel actually working. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm really interested in how you basically, you're talking about this part-time life that you're building for these women. How do you fit that in with your program? Like, how are you building out these processes while still kind of giving them that freedom, giving them that sort of flexibility that they need? How does that work with their day-to-day life when they're in it doing the building? Because it is a lot. Yeah, that's a great question. So whenever my clients enroll in my program, um, I always encourage them to set hours. So 
in my program, you can get through. So the program is six months long. You can get through the content, the implementation or the actually, I'm sorry, the education of the components and the trainings in the first three months. It's kind of like my goal for our members after the fourth through the sixth month, it's the goal for them to start to actually do the work. So to scale it, to get new traffic to it, to see the data, it's tweaked to adjust. So it's a little bit of a longer program because my women are moms and they're on part time <laughs> hours. Um, so what I always encourage them to do is in the very beginning, it sets like block out some time on your calendar. Maybe it's an hour, three times a week. Maybe it's half an hour, four times a week so that they're making that progress and that they're actually going through the entire program because I've had people come in and I mean, we've all done this. Let's own it. We like consume mm-hmm. bits and pieces of a course, or mm-hmm. we consume like the last module and then the first module that doesn't work. I want our members to go through the whole thing front to end, front to back. Um, and so just scheduling that out, I think is key there. And just being like having it be a non-negotiable, like this is what I'm doing during this mm-hmm. half an hour on Tuesday. This is what I'm doing. I'm not letting anything else in. I'm not going to answer emails. I'm not going to scroll Instagram. Um, I committed to this. I paid money for it. So I'm going to get the most out of it. Yeah. I think that's good advice in general for education yeah. or programs or any of that support that we bring into our business that we're trying to kind of take and improve our business to actually set that time aside intentionally to work on the specific thing that you're trying to improve and that you've invested the money in. I know I'm probably not the only one that's guilty of taking and buying way too many, you know, courses and trainings and memberships and never quite blocking off the time to truly dive into all of them. And like you said, you kind of dip in and out. And while that sounds fun and easy, it's probably not the most intentional way to implement those strategies. And I've had a program similar to yours where it was really laid out chronologically. It was very sort of pieced out week by week and I followed it and it was so much more effective because you actually make the time for that work to be done and intentionally focus on it. So I think that's that's just good advice in general for strategy implementation and education. (laughs) Uh, So how about on your business end? Because you've talked about how you help your clients. How do you fit your business and your marketing around your life with your two little ones? Yeah, I love this question. So my kids have been uh, a part of my business from day one. So I became a mom because I got laid off. Uh, or not, I became a mom. I became an entrepreneur <laughs> because I got laid off when I was six months pregnant with Camden. So like oh. kids have always been here. Um, so my schedule is very much so dictated around when they are or are not home. I am not the type of person that can uh, work with my kids around. Like I need mm-hmm. quiet. I need like focus time. I think that's because I'm an introvert. Um, I, I can't do it. So when my kids are at school, I'm full on work mode. Uh, when my kids aren't school, I am not working. Um, and it's just how it is. And so I rely a lot on school to get work done. I rely a lot on uh, babysitters during the summer or nannies or camps and things like that. Mm. Um, because it, it allows me that space and that time to actually get something done. And I know a lot of people have... Um, you know, you might say, I love having my kids around. And I, I do, I love having my kids around, which is why when they're home, I'm 100% theirs. So um, I grew up in an entrepreneurial household and my parents owned a brick and mortar and that was not the case for me. So um, there was many times when, you know, I'd be homesick and I would be in the office laying in the conference room uh, because my parents, that's just what they chose to do. And they were doing the best they can with the resources that they had. Um, but I've decided like, 
that's, I don't want my kids laying in my office sick. Like that's not what I want them to do. So um, I also work with mom entrepreneurs. It's very much so like part of my branding, part of my messaging. So if my kids are homesick, I, and I have a phone call, I message my clients and I'm like, Hey, here's the deal. Kids homesick. I'm going to have to reschedule our call. Can you do tomorrow or Thursday or Friday or whatever? Um, and every single time they're like, yeah, of course you should do that. Like, I don't want you on the call with a kid. That's a kid. That doesn't sound like a productive thing at all. And so like, we have that mutual understanding because I'm very upfront with um, how I market my business that my family mm-hmm. does come first. Yeah, it's exactly the same sort of journey I went on. I was also like, oh, when I was pregnant and that's what started my entrepreneurial journey. I know it is a thing. What's up with this, Michelle? (laughs) My goodness. But it is also like the kick in the butt that I needed to take this whole thing into my own hands. And I'm really grateful it happened. I'm sure you kind of feel the same way too. And it's exactly that. It's building those boundaries, learning how to say no. I think probably like you as an introvert, but you know, the Australian in me is also really people pleasing and it's hard to say no. It's hard to tell people, you know, actually I can't make that call, that commitment that I said. And it's like, that's been honestly some of the biggest work I've done in my business over the last few years is learning how to keep and set those boundaries and respect them. And as you said, like when you market the business as a solopreneur, as a mumpreneur, as whatever you are and keep that as your messaging that, hey, family comes first, these are my boundaries. I've never had anyone push back and it took me a few times learning that people weren't pushing back. So I was like, Oh, okay, this is okay. Because these are the ground rules I've set. And it was a huge lesson. I wish I'd learned earlier on, but it is so big. When I first started my business, I didn't market to moms. I actually kind of like hid Ah. the fact that I was a mom because in my nine to five, it was not okay to have a family. Um, you like didn't do that. I was the only one who was married. I was the only one who was like starting a family. Like I was the only one. And so I kind of took that belief into my business. And so I was working with, um, I was working with a lot of men and mm. I was working with people who, who weren't moms and didn't prioritize family. And I'll never forget Camden had, what did he have? He had something, he was sick and I had to go to the ER with him. I have no idea what it was. Um, I had to go to the emergency room with him. And I remember I had to cancel, like I couldn't actually physically be on the call. It wasn't even that he was sick at home. It was that like, I had to leave. And so I messaged one of my clients who was a single man. I'm not knocking men. I'm just saying like, this was the experience. <laughs> and he, I was like, I really sorry. I have to go to the ER with my son. And he was like, can't your husband bring him? And I was like, he could, and he is. We're just go. We're both going to the ER because yeah. my kid's like three months old and he's really sick. Um, and he was like, "Well, this is unacceptable." And I was like, "Hey, dude! Uh. Like, <laughs> hey! Like, I don't know what else to do here." So like, I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm canceling the call. Can you reschedule?" Okay. He's like, "No, we're going to terminate our contract. I think this is really unprofessional." And I was just like, wow. "Holy crap!" So like, that was a big eye opener to me. Like, I mm. like I shouldn't be like hiding and like I make the rules. Like, this is my business. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> um. And so that was a big like eye opener for me. And yeah. I was like, you know what, from here on out, straight up moms, we're not, we're, we're doing the mom thing. And if someone comes to me and they're not a mom, that's totally fine. Wonderful. Awesome. Mm. But they're going to know, like my family comes first. Like that's, that's a non-negotiable. And so yeah. I've never had a problem since never. And I would say about 30% of my clients are actually not moms and um, that's totally fine. And awesome. I can still help them. Yeah. I think that is kind of a really important thing you you sort of touched on it's like 
sure, you can say on paper what your ideal clients are and you can kind of go through all those ideal client exercises. But until you actually experience someone who is not a good fit, that is just not aligned with how you want to operate your business, not aligned with your values, it hits up against something where you're like, okay, this, as you said, it's a non-negotiable family comes first. And I think, you know, I love doing brand strategy and, you know, website strategy is very similar. And it's that idea of figuring out what those values are and saying them loud and proud. It's part of that messaging piece. It's part of that sort of positioning, but it's also how you learn and identify what it is you do stand for, what you don't stand for and what you're kind of okay bringing into your business. I, I feel like a lot of the ideal clients sort of work that goes on is very superficial. And I think things like this saying, you know, my non-negotiable is kids come first, family comes first. That is what's actually important in your day-to-day life operating the business. Like those are the non-negotiables, whether they shop at Target or Kmart doesn't really matter. (laughs) It matters if they understand if you need to reschedule a call. So it was a beautiful explanation and like example of brand values in action there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, I love what you said that uh, a lot of the ideal client stuff is superficial because mm. I think that, I think that too. And I think that like what you were saying, the values aspect of your business is way more important than if she's 35, has two kids and a dog, right? Like that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, you want to make sure that you have the right people in your program and you do that by being very clear in communicating who you are, what you stand for and what you don't stand for. Um, And it doesn't have to be like these big things either. It can be just like simply like family comes first. And Mm -hmm. when you say those sorts of things and when you act that out, you attract those right people to you. Um, So yeah, so I love that, Michelle. Yeah, I think that that's such a really easy way to start with those ideal profile kind of exercises as well, because it can be really hard early in business to imagine up this sort of person that you've never met that you don't have experience with working with like I don't know where they shop I don't know what they look like I don't know how many kids they have but you know yourself you know yourself as an entrepreneur first and you will figure out what the other people who want to work with you that you work well with as you go but those like core foundational things that you sort of stand for that you hold dear in your life I think are really great places to start like most of us as solo business owners or small business owners we are the business and I think not forgetting that you know that first is definitely the best advice I can give when thinking about your values and messaging and all of those pieces absolutely well Alison this is so much fun I feel like we could chat mum business for hours but I know we're trying to keep these episodes kind of short and keep people kind of wanting to know more about you so before I sign off and let you go on with your busy day (laughs) um, I would love to have you share how people can get in touch with you learn more get sort of info on the program if they're ready to start implementing those awesome funnel strategies so go ahead please share how everyone can connect with you. Yeah, I have a free resource. It's called the $80,000 email. And what it is, it's the email that brought in $80,000 in sales in 2021. So you can see the actual email. There's a template there for you to use it and make it your own and include it in your funnel or your next open cart sequence. So you can find that at alisonhardy.com forward slash 80,000 email. Um, So that's the free resource I have for y'all. My podcast is called the Six Figure Mompreneur Podcast. You can find that in all the places. And then my program, it's called the Six Figure Mompreneur Method. And you can find that at alisonhardy.com forward slash Six Figure Mompreneur Method. Love it. Everything's very on brand for you. (laughs) We try, Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you 
so much again for coming. This was such a delight. And I really encourage people to check out that uh, free resource. I have checked that and it is very cool and very eye-opening. So I definitely encourage you to look at it. Um, well, thank you again for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in today's show and want to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a business friend about the show. We'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy mums with businesses. And if you're keen to book more dream clients with your website, make sure you check out my value packed 16 minute free training called Websites That Convert. And it is at my website, michellepontvert.com slash convert. Until then, take care and we'll see you next week.